Hello, and welcome to the ADHD 365 podcast. I'm your host, Susan Booning. When you're seeking diagnosis and treatment for ADHD, it's important to have clear communication with all parties involved. Is MeHealth for ADHD the breakthrough assessing and treating tool that will help make communication between physicians, parents, and teachers better? How can it be used to optimize medication treatment and minimize side effects? These and more questions will be answered by today's guest, Dr. Tanya Freilich. She is a developmental behavioral pediatrician and an ADHD clinical specialist and researcher. Welcome, Tanya. Well, thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Wonderful. I'd like to start out by asking you, what do the guidelines recommend for ADHD diagnosis and treatment in children? Um, To make the diagnosis, we need to make sure that children have uh, ADHD-related symptoms in both the home and the school settings. So you need to get symptom ratings from both parents and from teachers. Mm -hmm. Um, In addition, it's not just having, you know, a few symptoms but you have to have a certain number, um, at least six symptoms of inattention or six symptoms of hyperactivity and impulsivity mm-hmm. that are present often or very often in both settings. And you, you also need to have problems with functioning. So getting along, you know, in your family, with your peers or um, completing, you know, your academics because of these symptoms. We also need to make sure that these um, symptoms are not due to another condition because many conditions can cause problems with inattention or overactivity. Um, So that's sort of from the the diagnostic point of view. From the treatment point of view, um, when we are giving medications, for example, we need to make sure that we are monitoring symptoms and side effects in both the home and the school setting to determine, you know, are these medications effective? Are they well tolerated? Do we need to change the dose? Uh, Furthermore, um, it's recommended not just to give medication treatment, but also to uh, have behavioral interventions. So you're going to get the best uh, functioning um, for each child if you pair um, the pharmacology intervention um, and behavioral interventions together. What is the current state of ADHD care? Which providers are seeing most of the children in the U.S. who have ADHD? And are they actually following the guidelines? The most commonly children are treated for ADHD by their general pediatricians. Mm -hmm. And pediatricians are making a big effort, but we're not we're not completely where we want to be with mm-hmm. following the guidelines um, for making diagnosis. Too often, we are not getting those standardized ratings of symptoms and functioning in both the home and the school setting. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, um, we are having a big problem with pediatricians being able to monitor when they're giving treatments those um, symptom ratings and impairment ratings and side effect ratings in both the home and the school settings. One of the things um, the guideline also recommends is that um, within the first month of starting a new medication that we have a contact, the providers and clinicians have a contact with the families about how things are going. Mm -hmm. Um, And too often that is not happening as well. So what are the consequences then for the child's outcome if the guidelines are not being followed? 
Well, in terms of diagnostic assessments, if we're not rigorously following the guidelines, um, we risk misdiagnosing the child. Mm-hmm. And in that case, you know, we may be giving ADHD medications when it's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. We may not be giving the kind of treatments that the child actually needs um, to address the inattention and the overactivity. In addition, if um, when we're giving um, the medications we're treating, but we're not following the symptoms and side effects in both the home and school setting, um, then we are not going to be adjust the me- adjusting the medications as we should. And we are not giving um, the child um, the, the most bang for the buck for the treatment. Um, and in fact, we found that um, in some studies that we've done that when we are actually rigorously following these parent um, and teacher symptom and side effects ratings, we can get um, double the improvement in ADHD symptoms compared to cases when um, you know, there's not appropriate monitoring. What are you and the team at Cincinnati Children's doing to help providers do better with adhering to the guidelines? Mm. Well, we um, have conducted um, a big effort in the Cincinnati area. Um, It's called the ADHD Collaborative. And in that, um, we train providers on what the guidelines actually say. And then we also worked with um, providers to adjust their office flows um, in order to make sure these diagnostic um, assessments are um, conducted um, Mm -hmm. with full rigor, getting ratings from both parents and teachers, and also to make sure that the offices are set up to collect those symptom and side effect ratings from both settings um, during the treatment process at regular intervals. So that was our sort of our our local effort. Mm -hmm. Um, but we realized that it's not just a problem that doctors in Cincinnati have been having. Right. It's a problem that's really nationwide. Yes. Um, but we, you know, we couldn't send out teams of people uh, to train, you know, doctors mm-hmm. and work on office flows nationwide. Mm-hmm. So um, what our team did is we created uh, an ADHD web portal. It's called um, Me Health for ADHD. Mm-hmm. And this portal um, uh, has uh, the ability for um, doctors nationwide, um, and not just, of course, not just doctors, but um, all the other clinicians, um, nurse practitioners, and even psychologists to be able to collect these standardized ratings from both parents and teachers for the diagnostic assessments as well as during the treatment period. Aha. What does MeHealth do? So MeHealth um, allows the um, families um, as well as the teachers to enter their symptoms and side effect ratings um, directly into the online system. And it also has questions about these common um, conditions that can travel with ADHD, like Mm -hmm. anxiety, oppositional defiant um, issues, issues with um, conduct. And they can uh, enter them in and the doctors can view them. And uh, the process is easy. It's much quicker than our old way in which we had um, teachers faxing in information. Wow. Yes. And um, <laughs> too often faxes go missing and no right. one knows what happens to them. Um, you know, just kind of keeping track of all that paperwork is difficult. Right. Um, so that's one um, really important functionality um, for Me Health. Has the effectiveness of Me Health been 
tested? Um, yes. So the gold standard way that um, we in medicine check to see whether or not um, an intervention is working is called a randomized control trial. Mm -hmm. So we've had two randomized control trials in which we compared how doctors who had um, the Me Health system and were using it did compared to um, doctors who were just sort of using usual care practices. And we did find that um, doctors did did much better with getting um, those um, those diagnostic pieces from both the parents and teachers. So over 80% of parents and teachers um, were able to the doctors were able to collect this information from wow. them, and it was mm -hmm. so quick. Um, mm -hmm. So the average time that we uh, doctors could get the ratings back from parents was within two days, and teachers within three days. Wow. Um, in addition, for um, treatment monitoring, I've been talking about how in the first month we're supposed to be, as doctors, collecting information mm -hmm. from the families and teachers to see if our medications are working and if there are intolerable side effects. Mm -hmm. So in the control um, practices where doctors were just using usual care, uh, only 11% of kids had both parent and teacher um, information collected in the first month. Ooh. 11%. Wow. Yeah. So it was wow. yeah. really um, tough for mm -hmm. doctors to accomplish this using usual care practices. But using Me Health, um, over 80% of children had both the parents and teacher information collected within the first month. Um, wow. Yeah. So the RCTs, the randomized controlled trials, really do show that doctors who use this can do much better. Absolutely. The and the mm -hmm. other really important thing that we found is not just that, you know, doctors were collecting the information that's recommended um, regularly. And at the times it was recommended, but the children actually did better. So the symptom control was much better. Um, we found mm -hmm. double the reduction in ADHD symptoms wow. um, for each child um, using um, the, the system, the BeHealth system as a opposed to just usual care practices. So clearly, better ADHD symptom control can be achieved when pediatricians use the MeHealth system. Are there other advantages to families when MeHealth is used? Absolutely. So um, the MeHealth system also has a messaging feature so that mm -hmm. There can be communication between um, the family, the doctor, and the teachers. And this is just fantastic because, you know, as it's really hard for doctors and teachers to connect. Yes. I mean, even if, you know, um, doctors are very motivated and reach out to the teachers with phone calls, you know, what's the chance that both the doctors and the teachers are going to be free at the same time to talk? But this messaging system, you know, makes it really easy to make that connection. It's also very helpful because there's a lot of, you know, of course, there's there are laws that, you know, we can't, doctors just can't reach out to anyone right. and ask about how a child is doing. Mm -hmm. But for the system, the parents invite the teachers mm -hmm. to participate in the system. And in that way, they are giving their, um, their permission and they're initiating that contact between 
between the doctors and the teachers. Um, in addition, when we just have the teachers fax in their ratings and their information about how the children are doing, a lot of times the parents never, they never see that. Mm. But the Health system has a feature where parents can view the ratings and um, all the comments that the teachers are making. Wow. So, so really helps, everyone's in communication. Yeah. So that is an absolutely fantastic feature. Mm -hmm. um, another feature of the system is it's a medication choice wizard. Mm -hmm. So the medications all have, um, they have different features to them. So mm -hmm. some of them last longer than others. Mm -hmm. Some of them take longer when you, you know, after you take the pill for them to kick in. Mm -hmm. um, some of them, you know, you need to be able to swallow pills to take them. Mm -hmm. um, others not. Um, and, you know, there are different cost issues, too. Some of them are available in generic. Some mm -hmm. of them are not. And so it takes a really long time for um, doctors to go through all of these questions with um, families, make sure mm -hmm. all of these angles have been considered, and also, you know, talking about the different side effects with families. But with the medication choice wizard, then families have a series of questions that they answer based mm -hmm. upon all of these different features. Mm -hmm. It also gives education about um, how the medications work and um, about the side effects. And then the system will take all of their answers and uh, put them together and give uh, rankings mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the, it's sort of like a consumer report, sort of yes. like, you know, green level, yellow level, red level about which medications based upon the family's priorities um, would be, would fit the bill mm -hmm. um, for what the family really wants. And then the doctors can see, you know, these, uh, these rankings and they, when the families come in, they can be really prepared to hone in on the medications that seem to be the best fit for the family mm -hmm. and really focus the discussions on those mm -hmm. and allowing the families to have thought about it beforehand mm -hmm. and, you know, be more educated coming into the visits. So it's a really huge benefit both to the families and to the doctors. Yeah. Well, I wanted to tell you about one other yes. um, feature oh, of the system. So there is um, a behavioral intervention mm -hmm. um, feature. And so we know that currently only 13% of kids who have ADHD are actually getting behavioral interventions, right. which is which is really quite dismal because we mm -hmm. know that we can get the best functioning in terms of, you know, getting along with our family, getting along with peers, and even academic in, functioning improves when um, kids have not just meds, mm -hmm. but um, behavioral treatments mm -hmm. as well. And so this system allows uh, families and teachers to more um, easily set up those behavioral interventions. So one of the big problems is that, you know, we all say, okay, we want, you know, you to improve in your behavior. Mm -hmm. But that is so nebulous and vague. That mm -hmm. doesn't give a child um, an idea of what they should be working on. Mm -hmm. So this system directs um, teachers and parents to pick um, target goals mm -hmm. for the kids. And a lot of times people think, you know, okay, you know, we want to work on 10 goals at one time. Right. But we all know that we can't work on 10 things right. at one time. We can at most work on two or three. Mm -hmm. So the system... Um, kind of guides the families and the teachers to um, select a reasonable number of goals to work on. Mm -hmm. um, and then it also helps in selecting rewards. 
because it can be and how frequently you should um, reward the child. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of times we as parents think, okay, you know, if you do great for a month, then, you know, I'm going to buy a $200 gaming system for you. But we all know that... If we don't reward more frequently, that it's just not going to happen. That's too far in advance and too, you know, sort of pie in the sky future for a kid with ADHD to to really be motivated. So it directs um, families to choose smaller rewards Mm -hmm. and um, to reward more frequently. Um, In addition, we also know that a lot of times families and teachers expect, okay, you know, we're going to work on not calling out in class. And they think, okay, you've got to be 100% better or we're not going to give you any reward. But we know that if you're doing it 10 times a day, right. you know, the likelihood that you're going to go to zero is is, no, is zero. <laughs> you know, it's right. nil. And so this um, gives you a good, um, allows you to collect baseline ratings to see mm-hmm. how often this behavior is currently occurring. Um, and then the system directs you to do this for a week. And then the system will give you, it'll automatically calculate what would be a reasonable decrease um, in this behavior that should be rewarded. Mm-hmm. And then as you um, as the child gets better because the system allows the teachers to track how often these behaviors um, are occurring and gives them the interval each day like how many times they should be tracking it. So the system knows when the kid is improving and when it's reasonable to move that mark and to um, kind of d- you know demand a um, a greater reduction before the reward um, is given. And so this is all the things that if you were working with a psychologist, the psychologist mm-hmm. would look at, you know, how often the, the behaviors are occurring mm-hmm. and would um, direct you when you should, you know, move the mark. Um, but most kids don't have access to psychologists with right. evidence-based treatments. Um, they're expensive and time-consuming mm-hmm. for families to access. Mm-hmm. Um, so this system um, would allow it does it automatically. So how can pediatricians sign up to use MeHow? Well, the great thing is that the uh, National Institute of Health is funding um, a, a grant in mm-hmm. order to get the system out there for uh, for the use of clinicians um, and these benefits um, that accrue to then to families. Excellent. So mm-hmm. the pediatricians would go to the MeHealth.com um, website mm-hmm. And sign up, um, and it's absolutely free. So, if parents are interested in being able to use the features of the Me Health system, what should they do? So, they can um, go into their pediatricians, to their doctors, and let them know about the system, let them know um, that it's available online, mehealth.com, um, for free. Wonderful. And how easy is it for parents and teachers to use? The parents um, and teachers are both given um, a log on. They Mm -hmm. create their own password Mm -hmm. um, and they can just go right in. Um, If they have any problems with the system, um, we both have uh, an email um, and um, a phone line um, that they can call um, with any difficulties. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for coming into our offices today and for sharing all of this with us. It's very exciting. 
exciting. Oh, well, thanks. Thank you to Chad for everything you're doing to help families um, and providers. Thank you. To learn more about today's guest and to listen to other ADHD 365 podcasts, visit chad.org. That's C-H-A-D-D dot O-R-G.